Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's the council. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello. Uh, thank you for being here today on this beautiful Friday, October 22nd. Folks, can you believe we're almost at the end of the year here, Sylvia? I mean, I it's like, I how did it happen? <laughs> it's like this, this year just flew by. It did. You know, I thought that last year flew by too, yeah. but then I see this one and it's like, no, I think this one went. I think that I think time is getting faster. Yes. I mean, I think we're, we're somehow time is like we're stuck in like this, you know, pandemic state of mind and people being frozen and not being able to, you know, do some of the things that they used to be able to do. Yes. And then all of a sudden time's like going faster and we can't stop. And I think it's like, wow, is it? It's almost Halloween. It's like we're trying to catch up. Wait, we were a year like still, you know, and we're trying to catch up and it's just flying by. It is. Yeah. It is. You like Halloween? I do like Halloween. Do you dress up? Sometimes I dress up. No, like, you know, when I was a kid, I loved Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I was always excited to dress up like the werewolf or um, the mummy. Oh, I remember I, re- I remember, like, a couple of stories that you told me. I forgot about yeah. it. Yes, you must like Halloween. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was, I think it was that part of me that wanted to pretend to be somebody else. Uh-huh. You know, I wanted to be Superman, and I wanted to be, you know, the Wolfman. I wanted to be it's the no Mummy. <laughs> you wanted to be so I was so angry about that. I did. I, I wanted don't that. forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't exactly want to be Snow White. I was just angry that Snow White was a man. For some reason, as a little boy, I was like, Snow White's a man, and I was so upset. It's not. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I had to be a, yeah. what do you say, one of those, not a Smurfs. What are they called? The Smurfs? No, but the, oh, the, the dwarfs, the, the dwarfs. dwarfs. Yeah, yeah there the you dwarfs. go, the dwarfs. You're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, welcome to the council. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello. We are broadcasting live here in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. Broadcasting here from KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. Um, we are the stream, and we are broadcasting not only here in Denver, Colorado, but all across the nation and all around the world. Being listened to by over 200 in some different countries. It's unbelievable. Can you name them all? <laughs> no, I wish I could. I mean, it's like there's some. You know what we see? Like the, they have, a, they have a, a system that shows where all everybody's tuning in from. And so you can see all the different countries. Yes. And when you see some of them, where they're located. I didn't even know those countries. Like some I of them used existed. to read them before. You know, like I had them there. Yeah. So I was like reading like, oh, you know, uh, greetings to. And then some of them are like. Um, yeah, I think I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can't even pronounce them. No, you can't even That's pronounce crazy. them. I mean, it's, and it's beautiful to see all these different people and names coming up from all over the globe. Yes. And like we're doing something right here. Yes. You know, people are yes. just drawn to it. We have amazing VDJs like Sylvia here, Thank who's you. one of the hosts one of our sensational number one show here, Canciones de Domingo, right? Did I say yes, that right? you said it right. Did yes. I say it? In, I, don't, I don't speak as good a Spanish as you do, but uh, is what that close? Italian? Italian? I don't know about, well, how would I say that in Italian? Um, canciones? No, can, no, I don't know how to. I don't know I don't think there's an uh, Italian way to be able to say that. Yeah. Or oh, just with the hands. With the know. hands. <laughs> I thought, hey, I mean, you know. Canciones de Domingo. 
Exactly. Yeah, no, but that you said it right. You Did I say it right? right? Yes, yes. She's this phenomenal actress as well and a beautiful model. And so we have uh, decided we're going to do a show with me this time. I'm going to be on the council here to kind of just have her grace, her presence, and to kind of talk about some of these deeper core issues uh, that all of us have to deal with, was, you know, kind of how to be true to ourselves and how to stay focused and, and being authentic uh, when our, the world around us wants to kind of pull us apart or put us into a box or keep us from, you know, be living our full potential. And I'm sure you've, you've had your challenges with that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. I think uh, all of us, uh, you know, deal with that, you know. And, and first mm-hmm. of all, thank you for inviting me. Oh. You know, it's a it's, pleasure. Uh, it's kind of strange I was telling them to get in here because usually on Sundays it's like, building is empty you know they turn everything off and and coming to the building on a friday is chaotic (laughs) so it it was kind of strange seeing people you know usually i'm just like minding my own business and i was like hey hey, hi 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 it's like oh wow it's like hey people (laughs) but but thank you so much and yeah like you were saying you know there's um, a lot of times that we can't really be our true selves Mm -hmm. you know there's many reasons for that um, especially in this business. Oh, my gosh, especially in this business. But before we get there, you know, we talk, we, on the council, we talk a lot about overcoming our challenges, our tragedies, uh, how we move through traumas and challenges. And a lot of times people don't realize the stories that we carry. Yeah. And we really believe about being able to share our stories in meaningful ways to help us to understand where people are coming from. Because a lot of times, especially in the industry that we work in, um, being in front of people all the time, people are hearing us on the radio or you're doing film or you're, you're in front of a camera, they don't realize there's a whole other story behind yes, that. The they real just story. They, the, they don't hear the real story. They don't no. know those things, and so all they see is what they see on the on the cover, and they their imaginations go run wild. But it takes away from the true story uh, that resides in you. So could you share just a little bit about you know your background, where you came from, and you know how you came to Colorado. Well, you know, I'm Mexican, as you can tell by my accent. That's the first thing that people ask me when I start talking. It's like, where are you from? Uh, yes, <laughs> I knew that question was mm-hmm. coming. But, yeah, I'm from a city called Delicias. Uh, Chihuahua is the state. Uh, it's a small city. It's about an hour and a half from Chihuahua, Chihuahua, which is the capital of uh, that's the biggest state of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So um, I came here when I was um, about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um my dad decided to uh, bring us over because we will have a better life here than, than over there. Mm-hmm. So that was his uh, his take on that. And, and, you know, as being not an adult, not mm-hmm. making your own decision, just, just follow. And uh, so, yeah, so he brought us here. Um, and we started, you know, our lives here. And uh, happened to be that from not speaking the language, you know, not knowing what was going on around you. That's mm-hmm. so scary. Like, I wanted to go back to Mexico so many times. I still do a lot of times. <laughs> I want to go back. But, um, yeah. but there's, like, so many challenges that, that, mm-hmm. that I had to go through that I, didn't, I never thought I was going to make it. What was it like to come into a, <clears throat> a culture that, um, you know, maybe did you find some resistance? Did people not want to hang around you? Were, they, were you ever made to feel different? because you were coming from Mexico. And, you know, my mom, she came from Italy, for as, as an example. And when she came here, she was 11 years old. She didn't speak the language. And she went into school. And because 
she, there was this huge language barrier. There was the announcement for lunch. And she didn't know that everybody was going out to lunch. And so she ended up just sitting in her, this was like the first day she sat in her classroom, that she didn't end up going to, to, to lunch. She didn't know. She just sat there because nobody told her uh, this, is, this is break time. Did you have any of those kinds of experiences early I, on? I kind of did. Um, and it was uh, actually for, for lunch. It was embarrassing for me actually to go to the cafeteria and have lunch. Uh, the good thing is I have uh, my brother. My brother is like 11 months apart, you know. Um, so we we look like twins, mm. and, and we're always together. We were always together. He actually um, went back to Mexico, but uh, so I had him. Mm. So that was my refuge, you know. It's like if I didn't know what was going on, it's like, hey, what's going on? And you know, he has like all these friends, and and they'll translate for him stuff like that. But for me, it was weird going to the cafeteria because people would stare at me all weird, and I thought that I had this big sign like I'm new and I'm from Mexico and I'm speaking <laughs> language or something. Because <laughs> they were always staring at me, so I couldn't eat. Yeah. You know, like I was like, I, I'm really starving, but I can't eat because these people in front of me, they're just staring like <laughs> what's wrong with me you know so I, I kind of felt out of place because of that yeah. um and like you said you know there was a lot of times in the classroom not understanding the assignments you know mm -hmm. when there was nobody that, that spoke you know spanish and uh and and you just get this stomach ache you know yeah. the because you're nervous you're scared like what am I doing wrong or uh, am I going to get in trouble for uh, maybe I'm supposed to be doing something else and yeah. I don't know. So it is uh, it is pretty pretty scary. You know, I do understand everybody that comes from a different country, not just Mexico, you know, and mm -hmm. especially even, well, in Mexico, you know, you get a few words here and there of English, mm -hmm. you know, but there's some countries that they totally don't speak any words at all, not even like, you know, just like the high and by, that's all they understand. So, uh, you know, it's every time that you see somebody struggling with speaking the language of whatever country you're in, you know, just try to help out if you can, yeah. you know. That's, <clears throat> that's what I do, you know, because I know the feeling. <laughs> well, it is. It's an uncomfortable feeling. I mean, I, you know, I finally, because I think a lot of times uh, here in America we don't recognize the, the challenges that people who immigrate to this country have to deal with. And it's not until you go to another country. Yeah. That where they're speaking a completely different language and you're the only English speaker and everybody <laughs> else is speaking a different language. You're like, well, and, and this is um, I went to Paris uh, one year. I was traveling. I was uh, I was studying in, in Europe and, I, and then I ended up backpacking through Europe. I went through England, France, Switzerland. And when I stopped in France, it was the first time I'd ever been in a country where I, I didn't have someone who could translate for me. I didn't know the language. And here I was, I just, you know, emerged out of the subway system and, you know, and I'm trying to find my way. And it was such a shock to be in an environment because I'd always felt safe you know, because everybody knew the language and so I could speak yes. it. And that anxiety and sense of like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to, you know. Yeah, whatever you need, place? like if yeah. an emergency happens, how are you going to communicate that? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and I say emergency when you're hungry, like, you know, <laughs> Because you, how are you gonna order? Or yeah. I mean, just you can just point at things. Sometimes depends on the place that you are in. But um, but it is it is very scary. Mm -hmm. It is, and um, I'm not gonna lie. Even through college, you know, because uh, one of the things is like I said, like my dad was so into like, okay, we're moving. 
and I finally have friends <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> so I was like, uh, no, I don't want to because it, I have 15 is a tough hit, right? When you were yes. 15. So you're right around your quinceanera. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, I turned 15 when we got yeah. here pretty much. So, yeah, it was right before where er, all my friends, you know, I was like one of the youngest ones. Yeah. So, um, you know, they had their quinceaneras, they had everything. And um, so we were bonding pretty good. And my dad is like, we're moving. And I'm just like... No, like, what am I gonna do? You know, I have my social life. Like, yeah. I'm, I was like, social life, finally, and uh, and he's like, you know, I can I can take care of you guys here the way I think I can take care of you guys over there. So yeah, so I promised to him I will never speak English. You know, like I'm not gonna like try to learn it at all or anything. So he's like, well, well, you're the gonna you're the only one that is gonna pay for it later. I'm like, whatever, yeah. I don't care. So I did that. You know, like I relied on my brother. I relied on my friends, you know, and um, I never really felt the need to, to learn it until I started, like, thinking, I want to go to college. Mm -hmm. And I went, I did the test, and the admission test, and I didn't pass it because I didn't understand anything. And I was <laughs> like, gosh, I need to learn English. Like, really, do I have to do this? So I started watching, you know, TV shows and, um, and listening to the radio in English, and that's how I picked up some words, and then I went and tried again, and I barely passed it. So, mm -hmm. you know, through college, it was hard because I had to do my work, like, three times. I had to translate everything in Spanish. I had, you know, back in the day, you didn't have, like, that computer to translate everything No, for you. they didn't. They don't have that little thing on the app no. here on your phone. Yes, that you I can love like, this little thing here. Yes, you, know you got everything right you there. You can translate. It is amazing. You can just, like, put it on there, and I say, you know, I'd like to ask, uh, you know, Sylvia here, um, you know, what should I buy? To, you know, how much is this shirt? And I can send that, and it'll say right in Spanish right yeah, away. Yeah, because you, you just press a button, yeah. and you just translate it for you. Like, even speak it for you. You don't have to, like, be showing yourself <laughs> yeah, on the no, people, you know. Don't. They just speak it for you. But back yeah. in the day, we just had the big dictionaries, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. the translate, uh, translate <clears throat> stuff. So that's what I had. And I had it to have it open all the time, you know, translating all my work, you know, from mm -hmm. English to um English to Spanish, and then do my work, and then translate it back to English. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of work that I was doing, and I was about to give up like so many times, like this close, and but I didn't. You know, yeah. it's like you know we have to do this, and especially because my brother wasn't there with me yeah, in college, yeah. so that was another thing that I was kind of missing. Um, but it was very challenging, and um, it was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do. Wow! Uh, did um, now where did you go to college at? Uh, it was a private college. It's not here anymore. It was a Pars College. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've had those challenges in our life that force us to do things that we know sometimes we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <Yes>. and, then, <laughs> and when we do those things, we end up growing in ways that uh, help us to become the people that we're eventually going to become. And every little piece adds on into our life. So that suddenly we're like, wow, how did I get here where I'm at in my life? But it's because of all those little steps that we take. And that we think are just like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to do this. But, you know, <laughs> it's like the universe is saying, no, you're going to do this and you're going to do it for a reason. Exactly. Because I think um, that was being one of the most scary experiences that I've been through. Yeah. You know, now it's like anything that they throw at me is like. <laughs> come on do it <laughs> you know i'm ready you don't even know how hard it was college for me and, yeah. and, uh, besides i was working full-time and uh and i was going to school actually from monday through saturday wow. and i was working pretty much the same days and it was full-time so it was uh it, it was challenging and so that's why i'm like you know whoever starts saying like oh you know school is hard i was like 
<laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and uh, it's those little things that uh, people don't realize the steps you have to take in your own life to become the person that you're going to be. And so going to school and working full time, you didn't start out as being a model, right? Well, actually, yeah, that was my first career. <laughs> was it, well, was it your first I'm sorry. I thought yeah. it was that yeah. you had worked different. My, my, no, my that, was, okay. that was my first career, actually. Um, how it happened, it was just kind of weird. Um, when I was in high school, there was a lot of my uh, teachers that they would say, like, so you should be a model. And I'm like, whatever, you know, like, whatever. Right. And then they're like, oh, I like how you stand or whatever. And, and I always just like, you know, because I was always like the – the ugly dog, you know, uh -huh. everywhere I was going. So when they were saying that to me, I did, I didn't take it serious. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, they're probably, I don't know, they're probably being very nice. Yeah. In, in, and that's why they're telling me that. So, um, so that happened, and then there was a big contest back in the day for Jesse Penny. Mm -hmm. It was for the Hispanic designers um, competition. So they were like getting all these uh, Hispanic, you know, uh, kids, and it was. Uh, it was like a scholarship and things like that that mm -hmm. you will win and then a contract with one of the biggest agencies and modeling agencies and stuff like that and it was a contest um like a state level mm -hmm. but then they um they started changing it like the first time was from state and then it was like the state and then all the other states around colorado and uh, so it, it became international mm-hmm and uh, so I didn't do it, but uh, one of my teachers is like, here, Sylvia, I got you the application. Here, <laughs> fill it out, and, uh, and we're going to turn it in. And I'm just like, what is he talking yeah. about? Like, how, no. old, how old were you? When I was um, 17. 17, wow. I was 17. Wow. And uh, so he uh, pretty much kind of told me, you know, here, it's done. Let's go ahead and, and put it in. And I remember it was like the last day to turn in applications mm -hmm. or submitting the application, whatever you call it. And um, they were already closing down, just depending on the, the offices. And uh, so they told me, if you can't <laughs> run, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I didn't, uh, uh, well, at that time, I didn't understand a lot of English. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay. So I ran and I just dropped that off. And uh, later they called me and uh, they were saying, oh, we're calling from just And I was like, oh, okay, run number. You know, it's like, like, you know, I didn't understand what they were saying either. So finally they found somebody right. to translate and said, um, you're one of the uh, finalists to compete with, like, a state level. And I'm just like, really? Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of odd, you know. But I, I went, I did it, and um, and it was, uh, it was Kansas, Wyoming, and uh, Utah, mm -hmm. um, and some other states. And um I ended up winning the competition. Wow. <laughs> I ended up winning the competition. Wow. And uh, so they signed me up with one of the biggest agencies here from Colorado. And uh, I started working with them, you know, and I was doing all the fashion shows for Jesse Penney's mm -hmm. and, and other designers. Um, but then later they sent me to compete international level. Wow. You know, like a few months later. Yeah. And uh, that was in Texas. And it was uh, it was Spain, Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil, you know, like all, all the Hispanic, you know, um, Spanish-speaking yeah. continents, and um, that was really crazy because the night before I was leaving to Texas for the competition, I had my first, um, like I lost my first uh, family member, mm -hmm. you know, um, my one of my youngest uncles passed away mm -hmm. that night, and he's the one that was going to go actually to the competition uh. and, and see me, so I was like, this is just not right, so I was really sad and everything, I I did it because actually I think he 
kind of pushed me, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to do it for him, but it was kind of hard to, you know, keep it together. And um, so, yeah, I, I won the second runner up for, wow. for that and then came back. And I was then later a judge for those competitions here, Jesse Penny's, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I was helping him out with, yeah. with the models and everything. So that's that's that was my first career. And actually. how long, how many years was that for? Uh, I did that for about four years. Yeah. Four, yeah, around four or five years. And then, um, yeah, there ended up being that uh, with that model agency that I was with, they were all, um, you know, white people. And they sent us all to have this, like, uh, chemical peeling on, on our faces. What? And, um, really? Yeah, and I was the only dark skin one, so they burned my face. Oh, my gosh. And they actually had you do that? Yeah. Yeah. To to make you whiter is that what it was or to make well, you? Well, it was older? supposed to. It's supposed to be like a helping like with cars and things like that. But I think like the owner of the oh agency gosh. has like a deal with this clinic, you yeah. know, and sending everybody. But of course, I was the only color one. You know, there was yeah. nobody that was like oh my, my color. Oh my gosh! I didn't so. know they would do it. Like they burned yeah, your face. They burned my face. Oh my gosh. So that's when I was like, I I need to hide, you know, because it was really bad. And um, so I was. Hiding, and that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to college. <laughs> oh, my God. So it actually scarred your face or, like, yes. wow. Yes. And how long yes. did it take to recover? Uh, it was over a year. Yeah, I still have some scars. And then I tried to do something else to help them out, and then I messed it up again. So, <laughs> so I kind of know my, my skin, uh, besides being dark, is very sensitive. <laughs> Don't do anything. Well, that's crazy. I didn't realize that, that you could actually, uh, I mean, your agency – I mean, I know agencies can do some crazy things because yes. they, they force you to, to you know, to, to they, 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 again, put you in a box, you yes. know. They want you to be in this, this segment here. They don't see you as a whole disc because that's how they want to be able to market you, you know. The, I was constantly, as, as far as acting, I would be constantly the, the blue-collared guy, you know, the construction guy. That was, And I saw myself as a lead <laughs> in being able to do all these character actors and stuff and like, like that. And they're like, I what, why are you sending me out for these things? And But I didn't realize that they would actually you know, force you to go get your Yeah, we actually had it to have a, a membership, fried. too, for a gym. You know, yeah. we had it to, like, check in with them every time. Um, we had to have, like, a, this paper where they'll sign up, you know, the trainer, like, mm-hmm. okay, she was here and stuff. And now, back on the day, I'm talking about when I was 17, 18 years old, and uh, I was, like, 120 pounds. They wanted me to lose another 10 pounds and a couple inches from my hips because I have big hips, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey. Well, I'm gonna like disappear. <laughs> you know? So that's when I realized it's like, well, that's when you know modeling was very strict. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of miss those days because I'm gonna say you know now everybody's a model and that is okay. But when it comes to professional level, you know, like the the catwalks and things like that, you know, is is crazy when you're in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back on the day, you know, it was very strict, but it was too much. Yeah. I think it, you know, it, they went from one um, one extreme, extreme to, to the, the other. other. Extreme. So yeah. That's what I didn't like. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I was like, it's time for me to quit, you know, and focus on something else. And that's when I focused on my career. And so what did you do at that time? So, And, I, and I, one of the reasons why I want to share this is because um, – so many of us take different steps along the way. We start off going in one direction in life, <laughs> and then we think we're going to go in that direction, and then all of a sudden we turn around and we're going in a completely different direction. That you never uh, thought, no, no, thought you were going to be going. But yes. all the lessons learned 
and all the things where you had to to really start staying true to yourself and uh, staying integrity like with this you were just exam as an example here you were being asked to you know have your face you know blemish yeah. or remove the blemishes and you said no i'm going to do something different this is not right with me you listened to that and you moved in a different direction so share with us yes. that other direction that you went well, also another thing that I saw, you know, with the modeling, um, and it's still happening, but, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it, is a lot of the models, you know, there was a lot of addictions. Mm, there yeah. was a lot of addictions. Yeah. And me being, like, in this, uh, being raised the way I was raised, um, that was too much for me. Like, uh, I never really wanted to be part of it. And yeah, they tried to, like, mm -hmm. pressure you and force you. And every time I said no, it was kind of like, oh, I was like the outcaster. And then I, there I was again, the outcaster. You know? So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, this is not going to work. And then there's the anorexia and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, what they eat is, like, cotton balls dip in orange juice so that way they, like, span on your stomach and they feel full and they don't, eat, they don't have to eat. That's <laughs> what they do. And I'm like... I love food. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. But um. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so I wanted <clears throat> to be actually a fashion designer or a, mm -hmm. a interior decorator, you know, something like that. But then I saw that it was uh, gonna take a lot of years in order for me to become a professional one. You know, mm -hmm. like like you didn't have to do like three jobs, you know, to in order just to keep to be like a designer yeah. so I, I needed to help my family at the house and um, I love computers that's when the computers started coming out and things like that and I remember in high school I was very good at, um, uh, what is I forgot what was the name of the class but you know with the computers and and I was like okay I'm gonna go into computer science uh -huh. and programming and stuff like that wow. and I was like wow. let's do that you know that's only two years and uh, you start making money as soon as you get uh -huh. out and, and well, let's go ahead and do that so that's what I did and that's why college was so hard for me because all my teachers were from other other countries mm. they were from India um, Japan um, you name it anybody but here and uh, so they already had an accent and with my accent and everything it was very confusing <laughs> wow <laughs> so you've had like two different cultures coming together speaking a language that is not native to them exactly so <laughs> I was like I have enough with my accent thank you you know but yeah so I went for computer science and network administrations mm -hmm. and uh, uh, right before graduating from there I started working uh, you know my career and then I, I started just being a network engineer within the years wow so how long did you do that for network uh, about engineer 10 years. Yeah. about 10 years yes and what skill sets what are the things that you learned from that period of your life that help you today and also about you know staying true to yourself you know what did you have to gain and because that's a whole different world yes <clears> that's a corporate different. world that's a that can be a very masculine world dominant world all that males way. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> much. pretty much all males <laughs> yes and so having to deal with probably a lot of attention and having to you know deal with that kind of uh, mentality how was that for you yeah well back on the day guys if you guys don't know being an engineer um a woman you know that was a really hard thing just because they're all males like at college you know all my my um, school, my classroom, you know, buddies, they were all guys. Mm -hmm. um, I actually met a girl, but that was like, I think it was uh, English something, you know, the class that I had to take on <laughs> on college, and that's how I met her, Lorraine Kisses. Um, but yeah, um, it was all males, but I was raised with males because all my cousins were male, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. my first girl cousin, I think she's about 
I don't know, seven years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, I was with girls. You understood how to be in yeah. that. Yeah, and with my brother <laughs> being so close on age too, yeah. like during school, you know, I, I was hanging out with him and his friends. So it was for me, it was like, you know, not a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't even like thought about it. I, I don't even had time to think about that stuff. You know, I was so busy just trying <laughs> to get my my goals, you know, meet yeah. my goals and, and do homework and stuff. And when I graduated, and I started working on that, you know, it was, I started like on a very low level uh, where, you know, there was girls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then when I started going up, that's where, you know, I saw, okay, there's no girls here, mm-hmm. you know, or there was one, or it was hardly anybody. And, um, and like you say, corporate, you know, it is kind of a very difficult environment as Candy, well. Very, yeah. Yep. And, uh, but it's so different than modeling, you know, mm-hmm. I actually, my friend, the one that, that I met in college, actually, she was working uh, this corporate <laughs> company too. So it was kind of funny. I mean, that, or that's why our friendship has been like so long. Uh, she's been with me. And uh, so she's like, you know, because people will come to me and say, you should be a model, you know, mm-hmm. there. I'm like, I'm like working and everything. I'm like, uh, thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You know, like, oh, That's you really should nice do this. And I'm like, thank it. you. And my friend's like, you're not going to tell them? I was like, what does that have to do with this? You yeah. know, like, if I start telling, like, I used to be a model, you know how people get like, ah, oh, oof, now Ooh, this, you know, no, like, she wants she to, wants like, show to, up. No. And so I never told anybody yeah. about it. Um, she was the only one that knew, and I told her not to say anything. Um, so yeah, so ended up being that uh, when I had to leave uh, my engineer career because that's when I had my son, um, my son had the opportunity to become a model mm-hmm. and then they asked me to to mm-hmm. start too. So I, I w- in acting yeah. and I was like, well, I used to model, but I never act. And mm-hmm. then, so they're like, well, so it was the first time, you know, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I started doing acting, and when my other friends from the, you know, <laughs> from the other world uh, found about it, I found out about it. They're like, "You never told us anything, Sylvia," and I'm like, "Why? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, why? Like yeah. yeah." And it's the same yeah. thing when people on the modeling business they found out that I mm-hmm. I was a network engineer. They're like, "You were like, yeah, like I have brains, too. <laughs> I, you know, a little bit." She's got and, beauty you know. and brains. That's it, and that's what I think is so. Uh, amazing about your story is that you have there's so much dimensions to you they have so much yeah. depth to you and that people sometimes uh, you know in in this industry all they see is what's on, on the surface yeah the picture, like this, the picture the, the video yeah. you know they they always yeah. judge you by just that they never start thinking like oh even even as, uh, this is another thing guys when you guys send a friend request to somebody make sure you know who that person is what they do, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Because then you get all these messages <laughs> so like, what do you do? Yeah. Where do you work at? Yeah. Do you, I mean, you really want me to type everything that is on my bio? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I get is the, the, the Facebook people or the ones that come in that I don't have any clue who they are. Sometimes I'll get, uh, like, girls that will send me ones that I don't know who these people are. and I, I mean, it's like they just, like, why are you sending this stuff to me? I don't yeah. know you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, unless I know you or somebody has introduced me to you or you're a, you are truly a friend of somebody that I know, chances are it's, yeah, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to Well, maybe that. it's a fan. You know, yeah. like, that's what I fans think. Fans are you know, great. Like, but like, like fans and stuff like that. But, but also, you know, the, even the fans, like when they ask me, like, oh, so what do you do? I'm like, 
uh, I thought you mm-hmm. sent me the friend request because of that. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, I know you do this, but yeah. what else do you do? And um, and if people would take their time just to get to know somebody, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have these questions after 10 years. Yeah. That's, you know, that that's what it is. Do you find that um, um, people find you intimidating? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I don't smile. They say I look like a turtle, you know what. Like a turtle. <laughs> I look like a bee, you know what. Um, but, yeah, you know, they're always saying that to me. You know, I think it's uh, – and it's <clears> – <throat> what is it? You know, I'm trying to think of, like, what is that, that that thing that makes a woman intimidating? Or a man. We'll get to the man part, too. All right? You know, so, like, it's not – but right now, you know, what makes a woman intimidating? Uh, her emotional intelligence, Right. Being able to connect with people and has that sense about her that is able to connect with people. Her intelligence. Like if she has uh, has an education behind her, that can be very intimidating to yes. a man. Yes. That can be like threatening to a man. Uh, her confidence. Yes, you know, if a, a person one. is a big one. Yes. And confidence, you know, we all think that confidence comes from something external. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, being in front of people or you just were born with this or you have this gift or whatever it is well some the confidence is is not has nothing to do with that it's how you feel about yourself about yourself yeah it doesn't That's matter it how has. you're dressed or you know mm-hmm. and i think it's also comfort uh, that you that you create with people you know that th- throws that that can be very intimidating to men so, I mean, does that all sound about right? Or is yeah, there anything else you want to like add? Like, on to my, or in my case, uh-huh. is my height, too. I mean, I'm not that tall, though, <laughs> yeah. when I wear heels. <laughs> That's when people are like, yeah. um, you know, you can see, you can sense uh, when you walk into the room, like, how people are, like, looking yeah. at you all weird, and uh, and they get intimidated. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my other things that I will add to it, if you have that right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Uh, but I think you know most of it is, is um, you know, if you're confident with yourself, that's one of the big ones because mm-hmm. they they can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of places where yeah, I'd be nervous and I walk in and it's like, oh, I thought I was confident and you know I'm not. Yeah. But it's also how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start showing it. That's why we're acting, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> learn how, we, yeah, we mask it. <laughs> learn how to mask it. Learn how to use it. Exactly. Learn how to use it for that moment so that you don't collapse into it. Mm-hmm. That, oh, here, this is what I'm feeling right now. I'm not feeling very confident in this situation for whatever reason. Uh, and it's something about me that I need to be uh, accepting of me and understanding that yes. no matter where I'm at, like me or don't like me, this is who I am. And you've got to be so comfortable with who you are. And it's in, actually in those situations where you learn how to do that, I think. Yeah, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that they say a lot of mean things to you when you feel confident, you mm-hmm. know. But one thing is, is having a big ego, and, <laughs> uh, and another thing is confidence. You know, there's two different things. You know, having a big ego, actually your ego um, is pretty much telling you, you know, the, the, yourself like I am all this and I have to tell everybody that I'm this because that's mm-hmm. that's who I am you know when you are somebody you don't have to tell anybody who you are no it shows <laughs> it just shows it shows so that's a different thing you know a lot yeah. of people have to say hey guess what I know so and so and so and so and that makes me you know so and so you don't have to because you know that's doesn't have nothing to do with you you know they mm-hmm. are yeah you know them and you know they're important but that's them that's you know right. that doesn't make you you know sitting right next to charlie he's he's awesome and everything but that's not not gonna give me like 
I don't know, like any extra fame or anything <laughs> like that. Like you know, once I'm without him, yeah. I, I go back to Sylvia. You're still Sylvia. You're, yeah. you're going to be with you 24-7 exactly. for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's like you're not going to be stuck to me. It's like, hey, I'm friends with Charlie. You yeah, know, I'm, like. I'm friends with Sylvia. This is who I am. Look at me. I'm friends with yes. Sylvia. She's on my show. <laughs> but you know, that, that's what people think, yeah. that, that confidence is, you know, ego or you're stuck up. or No, it's, it's two, total, two total different things, you know, and uh, – and I can also recognize who has ego and who has, you know, confidence. Oh, a lot man. of people is like, no, I'm not. Okay, uh, we'll just leave it like that. <laughs> we'll just leave. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, and it's, you know, when we're, when we're ego-driven, we're constantly looking on how to compete with ourselves or compare ourselves with other people. So yes. we're looking on how to be able to do that. When I was in that, and we're all, share it, we all like, you know, fall into that trap. I mean, we're not immune yes. to it. Um, and it's when I'm comparing myself to others, you know, that and I'm feeling those sense of jealousy you know, or if I'm feeling envious or if I'm feeling uh, any resentment, then I got to say, wait a second, I'm, I'm probably coming from a place of ego, you know, because that's usually fear driven. That's usually fear based and, and uh, insecurity and, and those be, kinds be, of trying things. Trying to be somebody else. Trying to be pre- pretending to be yeah. somebody you're not. Yeah. And thinking that that's going to get you what you want. And when you think that way, you're never going to get that. You're, it's never going to come to you. It is never going to, even if you get it satisfied for just a moment, even if for, the, for whatever temporary feeling. Like there was a time in my life, you know, I thought I wanted to be like somebody else, you know. And it turned out that the very thing that I was seeking in him was already in me. And I, and I already had it with the people around, but I just had somehow projected that out because I just wasn't confident in my own self. And I think that that's when we, when we make that mistake, trying to be someone or not, and then when we finally get it, that we're enough. It's, it's like all that stuff is lifted off your and shoulders. And I think it goes back to where you talk about it since the beginning, that you know we don't know what's behind them. We mm-hmm. just see what they're doing right now, all the results of some work that they just did, but mm-hmm. we don't know what they went through. So we get envy just thinking how lucky they are to be where they are, doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, without doing the work. But we never really, like, go and research mm-hmm. what they went through to be where they are right now. You know, a lot of times I'm pretty sure you get that, like, oh, you're so lucky you have a radio show. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so lucky. You, you know, it's like, but do you, do you know what I did? Like, all the work I mm-hmm. had to put in to, to be where I am? All the sacrifices that had yeah. to be made. So it goes back to it. You know, yeah. people envy people because they don't know the work they did. If they knew, they probably didn't want to beat them. You know, no. they're like, uh-uh. They went through that? <laughs> no. They don't, know, they don't know all the, the, the hundreds, not hundreds, but... Uh, you know, 50, 60 plays that I did in front of people and the filming work that I did that nobody saw for ten, for years that I did for no pay, for zero, for nothing. That yes. I was to get to a place where I could be comfortable enough to be to do this and to do it in a confident manner. Exactly. It took a long time. It yeah. took years. It's not that you're born with it, you no, know. I mean, like not. I said, there there are some lucky ones that they are born with it, but yeah. I, but it's, yeah. it's hardly anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, like my daughter was telling me one time, "Mom, you know, I just don't want to go to school." And I'm like, "Why?" It's like, "Well, do you know that um, Ariana Grande, you know, she actually quit school and mm-hmm. you know, look where she's at." And I was like, "Okay, if you're looking at at it that way, then let's look at all the people that have like drop off school mm-hmm. and how many are where Ariana Grande is, you know, 
it's a percentage, mm-hmm. like probably point something, zero, zero something, you know? <laughs> so she's the lucky one. I mean, and probably not lucky. She worked, you know, her butt off to be where she's at. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not because somebody did it like that, it's going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you have to be where the um, the environment that you're with, you, you know, in to see what can you do to be mm-hmm. what you want to be. But not because somebody else did it that way, it's going to work for you too. No, that's right. And then you're just trying to imitate. Yes. You're just being, and, I, and I've done that too, where you're imitating, you feel like, well, he's got something or she's got something that I don't have, and so I'm going to imitate that yes. in order to get what they have. But that's not the way it works, no. and it's going to, and then you hate them. You hate them for, like, because they have those things, or you, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're jealous, all that stuff. And so then, you know, you, 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 you end up having to deal with haters, you know? Yes. Yes, and then sometimes you don't even know why they hate why you why they them. hate like, them. Like, I mean, it's like, hey, why? And you start thinking like, what did they do to me? Well, nothing. Okay, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> do anything to you. Why yeah. are you hating on me? Exactly, I mean, exactly. And you don't even know sometimes most of the people that are haters. Yes, you yeah. don't know them. You never met them in person. Uh, they never seen you work. They just see like some photos or something, or somebody just told them something about you, and they hate mm-hmm. you because of that. And that's another thing I tell people. You know, if you want my opinion about, about a person. You know, I'm going to see if I first, if I give it to you, you know, if and if I do, I'm going to tell you that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But you go ahead and uh, experience yourself, you know, that person, because I don't want to, um, you know, it might be different with you. You yeah. might have a different yeah. experience, you know. We'll, like they said, everybody talks about the dance the way they have fun at the dance. You know, some people that didn't dance are going to say it was so boring, you know. People that dance all night are going to say it was, it was so the much best. Fun, it was so know? much fun. It was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, you just have to give people chances and uh, and go from there, you know. Well, you know, it's it, to me it's like when you're when uh, when you're having to deal with haters and people who don't want you to succeed. It uh, it can be very difficult for you know people who are working hard and doing putting in their effort and 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 you know do it, trying to do all the steps that they can to, to live the life that they want to live and that's drawn to them and that they have the skill sets and talents for and the gifts for and then you have all these people that just like they want to throw knives at you yes you know they just want to <laughs> cut you down they just want to like and <clears throat> they want to cancel you out they want to wipe you out they want to and it was social media the way it is right now people can be yes. anywhere. Yes. On the planet, and they just, for whatever reason, it, it, they, they get some satisfaction in trying to tear people down that they've never even met. They don't even know their story. They don't even know what the, the challenges that they've had to overcome. And I think that's just, it's such an interesting phenomenon that we're going through right now. Yes. And you know, one of the things, too, I think that that happens a lot because we're allowed to. You know, when somebody is doing something to you, most of the people that I know, I'm going to say about 95% of my people on Facebook, sorry guys, um, you, when there's something going on with them, mm-hmm. as far as like somebody attacking them, they go to social media and they just put it all out there yeah. and, and they even name the person. Um, they put all their stuff, and then it's, it's like, okay, you just did what they wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted you to have a bad day, and you just told them, <laughs> guess what? You just won. Guess what? There's my day. It's ruined yeah. because of you. And, and now, you know, you're insulting other people that they had nothing to do with it. Um, 
and and that's how it works you know mm -hmm. if you start instead of like showing that you know show some love you know start putting some positive quotes and things like that mm -hmm. you know those people are gonna be like what mm -hmm. really like they happy like mm -hmm. why they're happy if i just did this yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah that's one of the things that i think you know we're, we're allowing that too so we need to to stop doing that oh we have to stop doing that and i and i think it's uh we've got to be able to treat people the way we want to be treated I mean, it's very kind of the, the simple, the golden rule. And well, you if you're unhappy in your life, it's common sense. It's, common common sense. it's not common <laughs> it's anymore. Not common anymore. How is that happening? It's like we've lost our common sense. <laughs> we can't even do it. I mean, it's like our people. What are, I mean, yeah, it's you like kind of think like sometimes like, <clears throat> excuse me. am I seeing what I'm seeing? Like, yeah. is it real? Like, pinch me. Come on, because that's common sense. It wouldn't allow people to do things like that. No. You know, that you're like, okay. Yeah, it trusts me off a lot, you know. When it I really see things does, like that. you know. And, and I think that if we had, uh, you know, it was more community. If you were in with people and, and people said, you know, said it in public like that, where there's actual people there, there, there would be a different response. But because there's not any, there's not any community that that keeps everybody in check. That everybody can say these things without having any recourse, yeah. and it hurts the person who you're who you're saying it to because then sometimes you have people that jump the bandwagon. And, and then decide, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, he's saying this or she's saying this. I'm going to yes. And so it can cascade and it can really be detrimental to a lot of people, especially people that are, are trying to, you know, find their way and, and forage a different path in life that is not conventional. Yeah. And they need the encouragement of people, not the discouragement of people. Yeah, or, you know, just somebody that is, like you said, you know, they're trying to find their path. They're going, they're struggling. They're going through their awakening, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, and when they throw in all this stuff on you, on top of what is going on already, mm -hmm. it's like suicidal for them, you know? Yeah, so it is. It, it's like you had to watch your words because that's... that's they have a lot of power. Words carry power. Yeah. Like the um, the ancient Romans, they believed that a curse carried power. You know, that you would never issue a curse unless you really wanted to curse them. We say them all the time. We yeah. were cursing everybody <laughs> all the time. You know, we don't know. Like this, yes, and like this, we don't even. But they, yeah. at that time, they carried, uh, the, the Greeks as well, uh, that there was the power behind our words. Yeah. You know, even in the, in the, like in the Bible and stuff, you know, because in, in the beginning, it was the word. Right. Yes. And yes. so we don't recognize how much of an impact that can have on a person, how how encouraging it can be, how uplifting it can be. Yes. And also how like humiliating it can be. Yes. You never know what a person is going through that day. That's why I say, you know, no, always you smile. Everybody, people at the store, you know, just give a smile. Just walk in with a smile. Go. Sometimes it gets you in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it probably gets you in trouble, too. Yeah. I forget. Mm. Even one time with the mask, you know, like, uh, I was going to the store, and that's when, like, everybody had to wear the mask. And um, and I had two guys coming back to me and say, mm. you have a pretty smile. And I'm like, what? He's like, well, we saw your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, I <laughs> but wow. I did smile. I mean, it's funny, but we don't realize that we have a mask on, you know, yeah. so we, we smile. I mean, I still smile. 
But, you know, a lot, I had a lot of people coming up to me and saying, oh, thank you for the smile, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. you made my day or mm-hmm. something like that. And when you're, you know, grumpy and everything, that affects them too, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always like, well, that person, you know, has this bad energy or something, you know. So you really have to uh, think, you know, that people are not just having the same data as you. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they appreciate a smile and uh, you can make their day. You can absolutely. The kindness is like a ripple. Yes. effect when you give just a little bit it and like a, a stone that drops a pebble that drops into a, a, a lake or a pool it spreads out yes. and it affects positively everybody that you come in contact with they actually have done studies where people are watching someone being kind to another person and the positive effects that that has on us and the same thing if somebody's doing something violent or angry or aggressive or hateful that also has an impact on yes. us and so what do you want to choose? Yeah, because if you go to the store and then somebody, like, bumps into you, don't even say, like, sorry or anything, you kind of, that already made your day mm-hmm. bad. You kind of start thinking, like, what's wrong with this person? Like, they didn't even say sorry. And then you go to your house and there's your family and you're like, oh, you can believe what happened at the store. You know, you're already upset taking right. it off on your family. So whatever they do... They're going to pay for it, you know? <laughs> and then it spreads. Yeah. Just so like that's that. that's how and, it goes. Yeah, yeah. Same with the smile, you know? They're, we're having a bad day. They start driving. Now they're having a good day. They're more concentrated on the road. You know, they're not thinking about their issues, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's always, you know, like, try to be the most positive you can. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect <laughs> at all, <laughs> no, at no, all. No, no. And I, I am really, really bad at, you know, being negative a lot of times. And, but, you know, it's always... Um, other people doesn't have to pay for yeah. it. No, they for don't. How you feeling. It's not their fault. Exactly. It's not their fault. They didn't have anything to do with your bad day, so yes. you don't have you don't have a right to pass on whatever's going on with you to another human being. You don't, and they don't exactly. have a right to do that to you either. Exactly. But we do it all the time. But we got to learn and catch ourselves. To me, this is yes. about what being awake is all about: is understanding how I impact another human being. How I how I and how they them. impact you and too. how they impact yeah. you too, right? Like okay, let's not let that negative, you know, all person that toxic like us stuff keep it away from that. <laughs> and that's all like we were saying <laughs> last, you know, when when you were in my show, like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people that they come in, drop your, you know, their trash on you, and <laughs> and it's like, huh, you know, now we're learning, like okay, we know how to deal with that now, yeah. and, and we're gonna make a stop, and because that's gonna affect our environment oh it's going to affect everything it's going to affect your aura it's going to affect your energy body it's going to affect your physical body it's going to affect your emotions i mean all the different layers of your being it's going to affect it and so and i think the more we are in tune with our own with our own light with our own the more we have to be very clear about the boundaries we set because those who are going to feed off of that for whatever reason uh, because they don't understand how to find it within themselves, they're going to look for somebody else who can give it for them, and so you'll find takers, right? Yes. People who will exploit, people who will take. <laughs> Ever have anybody <laughs> like that in your life? Uh, oh, my God, so many. You know, and that's one of the things that sometimes you kind of feel guilty, mm-hmm. and um, and that's sometimes that you feel like, oh, I feel like, my ego is going to get me or my, you know, like I'm going to feel selfish mm-hmm. about not taking this big trash. But at the same time, it's like, look at it. Like how mm-hmm. many times this person has done the same thing, just drop it off and then they're go happy and there you are dealing with it. So I think, you know, probably help them one time, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, advise them the next time and the third time is like, 
sorry. You know, <laughs> I just, they're listening, that's it. You that's know? it. Yeah. That's like, it. I'm going to let it affect me. Okay? I'm not getting any of your stuff on me. It's yeah. your responsibility to take care of your stuff, just like yeah. it's my responsibility to take care of my stuff. And if you're doing your stuff and I'm doing my stuff, we're going to have a much better <laughs> relationship, yes. friendship. And like I said, you know, it's always that. when yeah. they need you. When you need them, they're, like, all gone. So, <laughs> no, like, I hey, I was going to drop my trash over there. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Sometimes people only – I found this is so interesting sometimes, Sylvia, that people only talk to you or call you when they need you. Yes. Then if they don't need you for something or if they're not – you know, they have this – and so it becomes very clear, oh, the only reason you're calling me is because you need something. Yeah. What do you need? You know? And you, you kind of see it too. You kind of see it coming when, you know, they're – especially when you're friends with them on social media and they're putting all these happy things, you know, and, and they don't call you. You're like, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. well, they're out to dance or they're here, there and stuff. And then once you don't hear from them, you're like, you're just expecting the phone call. You're expecting <laughs> the phone call yep. already. It's like, okay, yep. when are you – gonna call you know yeah. i'm already waiting for you but that's one of the things that we need to you know put a stop right there and said okay we're gonna talk about it you know we're gonna give you some advice some mm-hmm. pointers you know what can i help you with and stuff like that but at the same time it's like mm. you know we're gonna need to slow down on this <laughs> <laughs> i know well you know we have um, a few minutes left i want to really try to hide on on some of the things that um, in your field and in this amazing career that you've built for yourself and the, and the different dimensions that you've cultivated and explored and developed within you and in your field that you get a lot of attention that's focused on you, right? Yes. On, on your looks, on your dress, your body, all those things. How do you stay when you have all of that intense focus? How do you stay true to yourself well you know um it's it's not easy it wasn't wasn't easy as far as like not taking any like criticism you know bad Mm -hmm. criticism uh or good whatever it is you know it affects you both in and and with me like you know like you're saying you know like the people looking at my body people looking at this and that and talking stuff and still being not letting them affect me I finally realized I had to be feeling good with myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not them. Um, I have to do things that they don't know about to make me feel good. You know, like if I'm exercising, they're probably thinking it's because her image, you know, she mm-hmm. just wants to look good. No, that's for my health. Mm-hmm. That's for good for my mental health, uh, my <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to call it, you know. But when I don't exercise, I feel really down. Yep, me too. You know, I start feeling like, mm-hmm. oh, what a day, you know. And, and then it goes from there, you know. Mm-hmm. It goes down. And for some reason, I don't know about you guys, but when I don't exercise, my stomach gets bigger and mm-hmm. I can eat more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that's food. True. That's one yeah. of the things. I, I don't do diets. I don't do any of that stuff. So I love food. And I notice when I don't work out, I feel my stomach bigger and I just keep on eating and feeling worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So my exercise is is for my own mental health mm-hmm. it's not you know because of looks and now i don't care what people say you know i know so i keep it true to myself it's mm-hmm. like okay this is how i feel good and sometimes it's like oh you look too skinny now mm. but I, this is how i feel good yeah you know yeah, yeah, what yeah. am i gonna gain some way just to make you happy yep. and i'm not gonna feel good with myself yep i'm 100 percent with you on that because uh, as we uh, science starts to catch up with a lot of these things, the our preventative health, the things that we can do, exercise. You know, I love to do yoga, and I practice consistently. Every time I'm doing that, I feel better. I, 
I, I, I like living healthy. I like being in a body that is going to be able to walk until it's like years. 90 <laughs> or 100 years old. There was a, there's a guy who I was introduced to um, uh, this summer. I did a retreat for veterans oh, okay. uh, in, uh, in, in Montana. And the, he, the host of it, he was a 90-year-old um, Korean veteran who still bikes 15 to 20 miles a day. It's amazing. I'm like, I want I yeah. to, but he, it's because he was staying active. He was, he was exercising. His health was good. Yes. And so if you, well, it's about my health. It's not about just this. It, there's m- much more to it than. Yeah, you just don't want to look yeah. good. You want to be able to not be dependent of other people to mm-hmm. make it to the bathroom, you yeah. know, to, to go eat, to move from the bed to the couch. That's, that's what it matters. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. It's like, no, they just want to look good. Mm, no. That's on the side, you know, but but that's because uh, I've been, in, you know, ever since. I mean, you guys see me. I've been big, really big, and and, and now, and, mm-hmm. and this is how I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. When I was big, you know, I didn't feel comfortable, and everybody knew that because mm-hmm. I, I was, I expressed that, you know, like, I don't feel comfortable with myself like mm-hmm. this. But I wasn't doing anything about it mm-hmm. so finally i was like okay you know i'm gonna do it and people will say no don't do it you know yeah, like yeah. I, I like how you look right now and stuff like yeah thank you so much i appreciate you guys <laughs> that you love how i look right now but i don't it takes good. a lot of work too yes it takes discipline it takes commitment it takes all right Time. i'm gonna say no to yourself <laughs> It takes that that saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat this today, or you know what, I'm gonna instead of going out to this party, I'm gonna go to bed early tonight because I gotta work out because I've gotta, you know. Yes. And when you feel better, you know, you think better. You're more available. You're more present. You're taking care of yourself. Yes, You've and, got and to. we are there for the other people too. Yeah. So that's what it is. If you're not feel comfortable with yourself, you're dealing with so many issues inside of you that you can't deal with other people. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, do you do you think people have some misconceptions about you? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could probably have a whole show on that part, just like that. <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot. You know, um, like I said, like uh, I posted. You know, I'm I'm still kind of trying to post all my photos from my vacation on Florida. It's not yeah. like I go every weekend. It's like whenever <laughs> I have time, I post them. So they're like, "You in Florida again?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I wish." No, I'm not. Um, but I posted some of my pictures on, on a bikini, mm-hmm. and uh, and somebody commented, like, Sylvia, you're a mom. You cannot be doing this anymore. I'm like, I was at the beach. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you're supposed to wear. I mean, if I, it, I've i been working my butt off, too. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, why I'm not allowed to post a picture in a bikini when I'm in front of the ocean? Like, I didn't understand that. Like, what, what make me, makes me be in a bad mom yeah. doing that? You know, and it was a bikini that was covering everything. It's not like those little things there. And no, so that's I, I couldn't understand that. And they had that perception like, okay, you know, Sylvia's doing this, so she's posting, you know, pictures like on her panties and her bra and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, am I showing you anything else? No, I can wear a blouse that is the same size as the bra, yeah. you know, <laughs> wear a bikini that is smaller than my panties. And... It, I'm the same person, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not being there out there naked, or yeah. you know, or I'm not. If, you, if they see also my poses, they're not. They're not sexual. That's another thing. Sexual and sensual are totally different. Oh things. yeah. Oh my gosh. So if you see my post and you, you think I'm sexy, I will say I'm sensual. 
but I'm not fighting about it. I just say thank you and, and okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you and okay. But there's, there's a difference, yeah. you know, sexual and sensual are two different things, and I don't consider my, my word being sexual. I consider my word being sensual. They mm -hmm. still have a class. They still have the elegant mm -hmm. touch to it. Um, and that's what people is like their perception of things is mm -hmm. of me is so different than what it actually is. Well, and I, and I think that's why uh, being true to yourself is so important because if people don't understand the difference between sensual and sexual, you're going to have a completely different perception of your work. Yes. And so having that clear sense, and I think, you know, um, some of the keys to being true to ourselves is is always to say to say yes when you mean yes, say no when you mean no, don't say yes when you mean no, and don't say no when you mean yes. Very clear with yourself. Do it because you love to do it because it it, it brings you satisfaction, uh, brings you a sense of uh, you know just that sense of being the rapture of free. being alive and free. free. Oh my gosh, free. free! Yes, it makes you free. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing. Really when you good don't key. do it, it's kind of like you, you you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel um, – you feel like heavy, mm -hmm. you know. Once you say it, it's like you feel free. You feel a little bit better, and, and, and you're happy. Yeah. You know, you, you <laughs> it brings you happiness. Yeah, yeah it brings you <laughs> happiness. Of course, you're not gonna go and post it all over like social media and things yeah. like that. We're not saying go and tell everybody what's going on with yourself. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. Uh, you know, you need to keep some privacy and because it's your life. And when you're doing that, you're allowing everybody to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. So when you post something out there and you're like, "Well, who told you to tell me that?" You did. Yeah. You are making my opinion being you know valuable or you're asking for it when you're posting it over mm -hmm. there in social media so when your problem is resolved please let us know because we're all wondering <laughs> what happened <laughs> it's been so great i like thank to, you, to have you, so you uh folks thank you so much for tuning into the council i have one last question for you before yes. we go um, but I just want to do a quick announcement. Thank you, KUHS Radio TV Denver, the stream for being the host of Platform, where we are broadcasting to you live here in beautiful Denver, Colorado, broadcasting all across the nation, all around the world. And thank you for tuning in from wherever you're tuning in. Uh, without you, this show wouldn't be possible. And it's for you anyway. And so thank you for Trusting us to give you the best possible shows that we can here on the council, giving a wide variety of different perspectives and understandings and trying to be a council of all peoples uh, so that we can grow, we can contribute and become a better world. And thank you, Henry, for all the work you do in the back there. We couldn't do it without you, yes, Henry. <laughs> we love you. We're just saying that because we're in front of the camera. That's it. That's the only reason. <laughs> And, you know, just real quick, uh, hi to Duzan from Serbia. Thank you so much. Uh, my mom, she's watching us from Mexico. Kisses. Uh, Jorge Pe Pedrosa, mi amor. Thank you so much from Mexico, too. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We're still live on the radio. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, Sylvia, we, uh, just a real, real quick uh, closeout. I always ask my guests this last question. Uh, if you have... One bit of advice, one bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be? Probably will be, you know, follow your dreams, but get prepared for them too. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a little bit like be careful what you wish for. 
Because you never know. <laughs> That's true. You know. That's yeah. true. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the council. It's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate it. I was, you know, really excited to be here, and it was incredible. Thank uh, you. Awesome. Thank you. All right, folks. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. God bless. Uh, we will be back in a few weeks uh, with another wonderful guest. Thank you so much for tuning into the council. God bless. Well, let's roll a deep, we'll boom the sound. It's a good time.